This is a big timing comedy production. Coming to you from the heart of Kingsville, Maryland. A place where the beer flows like wine. Deep inside the torture chambers of producer Mike. Big Timing Comedy presents Paco's Got Balls featuring Wendy. Hosted by the founders and pioneers of Big Timing Comedy, Stefan Subotic. I'm your Huckleberry. And Eric Jolliger. 100 push-ups in 20 minutes! And featuring Wendy Townsend. Showing! Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. I don't want to jerk the wheel into a goddamn bridge in Boston! Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? Hello. What's happening? We're doing good, man. We're back. We're back. Good day, good evening, insomnia ridden night, wherever you are listening. This is episode 191. We are right here in the Western Sun Vodka Studios. Western Sun is out of Pilot Point, Texas, launched in 2011, and is made with USA Midwestern corn and is 10 times distilled for a smooth quality drink. It's delicious. It is. It is. Go out and get your bottle of original peach, cucumber, lime, blueberry, raspberry, watermelon, prickly pear, and or grapefruit. Oh, man, that's a mouthful. Uh, I, I'm enjoying a mouthful of the blueberry. Where I'm are you doing, at tonight, uh, watermelon. I'm doing the watermelon. Back to the water- yeah, hey, the watermelon. Yeah. You can't go wrong with the watermelon. It's refreshing. You are it's just, clean. It is. It's it's it is. It doesn't taste like you're drinking vodka. No, it's like a, it's like flavored. It's flavored water, it's but but with a kick. With a kick. It. Yes. With a with a healthy kick. Ten times distilled. Yes. It is. It's it definitely uh, it, it it plays up to its its ten times distillery. What do, you, what do you got in your cup there, Jay? I have a touch of the prickly pear. A touch of the prickly That sounds kind of dangerous. <laughs> Just a touch. A he's little a nip. Little, he's a little prickly, prickly in his pears, you know. Uh, folks, become a patron. It's easy. It really helps us out here. Uh, we have a lot of very heavy-duty equipment in the room that we got to keep updating it to keep giving you high-quality podcast inputs I don't know what the hell I just said, but it sounded good to <laughs> it me. Makes sense, you know. It technical, good, right? Yeah, it's, it's high know, quality it's inputs. Technical. We need some new shit. You know, we need uh, <laughs> got to upgrade. Most importantly, we need a new freaking uh, heart and soul to this thing. We need a computer, and it's 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 getting to that point. Oh no, twenty twenty is just kicking us while we're down. But yeah, become a patron. It helps us out. You can get sweet BTC gear depending on what level you join the club. You can come in for as little as three dollars a month, but at five you start getting sweet gear, T-shirts. We're uh, I'm gonna start getting some hats in here. We've got some beer koozies and some pretty cool decals. So join the club, bigtimeycomedy.com, and click on that Podbean patron banner, and it'll zip you right over and take care of that. And while you're shopping, while you're shopping, are we gonna do the butt plug? Would you? Yeah. Butt plugs. Let's do the butt plug. While you're there, if you uh, if you have any Amazon needs, which we all do every day. What? We have an Amazon banner on the website. Just click that before you go buy anything at Amazon. Uh, it doesn't cost you a dime, just a second of your time, and it also helps us out. Oh, okay. Plug. Yeah. I do can, all my shopping with Amazon, so dude, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, just cl- all you got to do is click on that banner beforehand, and then it'll. I, I don't start know my what Christmas shopping early. Like once a day, I'll buy something awesome. on Amazon. There you go. Just to get it done. Sweet. So I'll do it that I, way. I have no idea what, what on Amazon helps us out. It's just kind of like. 
they don't we've tell never, us. We've actually never seen a chance. They don't so. tell us. It's just kind of like, cool, this this earned you money. Okay, cool. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> that, Good gig. That purchase gave you 25 cents. Sweet. Right. <laughs> so it's a volume it's, game. It's yeah. like Superman 2. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we have, again, Stefan is still in Aruba here. Week, week two. Later. Soaking it up. I hope he comes back really sunburned. That is a uh, long vacation. I know. Jeez. I know. It really is. Uh, Wendy is still at Das Beer Hall with her her comedy Wait, show. How does that work? Yeah, I don't know, but it's a long show. Um, so yeah, so we have our 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 bullpen fill in co host. We have you know the man Bob Delmont hey. from ninety three point one WPOC. Thank you. You know we Thank pull you in, we pull out of the bullpen. We go to the tippy top. I'm glad to be here. This is a lot of fun. Is. This you, is fantastic. Bob, you are my Greg Olson coming out of the bullpen in nice. the nineties. You are my get out. Yes, that's really. Cool. When Eric reached out and said, "Hey, Stefan's on vacation, but Bob Delmont's gonna be," I'm like, "You're kidding me." <laughs> then you said. <laughs> I'm gonna go come before you. You yeah, had things to like, do. Oh, yeah, like, all right. Stuff like, I gotta cook stuff, and I was like, oh man, I better comb my hair. I better wear my my good sweatshirt. <laughs> you look fantastic, by the way. You do. The well, that shoes. was the thing. That was the thing. I knew once I said Stefan wasn't gonna be here, I was like, man, he's not gonna want to come and fucking hang out with me. I was like, I gotta pull somebody in that he's actually gonna want to hang out with. So I was like, Bob, can you do this? No, this is fine. He's a great guy. Jay's awesome. I love getting Bob. to know Did him. Did it ever dawn on you we have we have Jay and Bob here? We do have Jay and Bob. But Bob's not silent. So it's <laughs> ah, <laughs> He's one. quite the opposite of I think silent they're coming Bob. out with a new movie, as a matter of fact. I think so. I think Look they're always they're always coming out with <laughs> Jay and Bob something or other. I think that's the name of it. <laughs> COVID adventure. Yeah. Right. But they are, they're working on it. Here's the thing. I don't know why I invited a bunch of people that have better radio voices than me <clears> on my <throat> own show. <laughs> that's not true. You have a wonderful voice. Oh, I tell you, voice it. doesn't yeah. voice sound doesn't matter. You have a great yeah. sounding voice. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I was definitely fishing for that compliment. So you, <laughs> Content, you, took the, you took the hook, line, and sinker. Content is the key. Don't worry about Don't worry about how you sound. I know, but I, I just, just worry I about do. the content. I want to at least sound somewhat professional, quasi-professional. So, you know. by the way, at work, I want to let you know that uh, I was trying to find uh, the episode that Jay was on for Chopped, just you know, to mm. be prepared, because I, I don't watch Chopped. I don't watch that many reality shows, but I wanted to see yours, obviously. And uh, on Hulu, if you go on there, your season is like 41 or mm -hmm. 42. It stops like at episode six. You're like at nine or mm -hmm. something. So I had to go online. I want you to know, I paid $2 to watch Ooh, the wow. episode. I paid money I am see forever in your day <laughs> he be, he's gonna be getting that two cent royalty check exactly. here very soon right when 2020 is over <laughs> you're so awesome in that show oh thank you well yeah. you know what? i wanted to ask you work at cunningham's and sure. uh, towson mm -hmm. are you the head chef there you're the main guy i am okay and did did i understand you used to wash dishes there did you start doing that or no, well uh at another place uh, yes at 14 year old okay there was a young jay it was uh, actually a place called Chicken Poulet. Okay. In Were North you of legal Plaza working Mall. age? Yeah, right. No, I, I remember this day like it was yesterday. It was this place called Chicken Poulet opened up in North Plaza Mall in Parkville, right? It's where um, racks used to be, if you remember a racks. Mm -hmm. It was like a roast beef and cheddar. Okay. My old man loved it. Anyway, so they open up. 
Um, my mom goes there. She falls in love with the place. She eats there like all week long. That Saturday night, she takes me there with uh, my stepfather, and we're having this <laughs> delicious rotisserie chicken. Mm. And this guy comes up. He's like, "So you're Jay?" And I was like, "And I look at my mom. She's like, "Yeah, you start working there tomorrow." <laughs> and uh, the guy, like, takes me to the back. It's just this dish pit. Uh. <laughs> and the kicker is, the guy to train me was my high school bully. What is no, this? Really? what is this fucking intervention? I know. So like um, the next uh, that Saturday morning, I walk in and I turn around. There's my high school bully, and I washed every dish for like oh. a week, and he just sat there and made me do all the work. Oh god. Years later, I mean, it turns out uh, like later on, we developed a friendship, and he became a. He's a great guy to this day. When I speak to him, he's a wonderful guy. He actually became a chef too. He's a wonderful person, but. Young kids, young right, stupid things. Right, right. But, um, I just remember it so like I was just like, oh my god! I turned the corner and my eyes were like, no, <laughs> this is my worst nightmare. Yeah. So like, the there I am, like um, washing dishes, and so clearly the next thing I want, uh, I need to get out of this dish pit, and mm-hmm. I see all the cool kids from high school were cooking. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like the cool dudes cooked. I was like, I'm gonna become a cook. <laughs> And um, so then I start cooking, and then that's all I ever did. Yeah, that's all I've ever this, done. Wow! My life, so you yeah. started re- really cooking like when you were a teenager. Yeah. So before I, you went to school. So yeah, I I was working. Uh, I I even said it to my brother the other day. I was like, uh, you know, I would go. I went to Locker Haven. Uh, we'd have lacrosse games, and then I'd go from my lacrosse game to Bertucci's, where I was a pizza guy. Okay. When I was sixteen, and I'm like covered in mud. But you go there, <laughs> and you put on these white uniforms that they had right. like it was like long painters clothes almost yeah. and like underneath of it i'm covered in mud because mm-hmm. i just came from a high school lacrosse game but uh, there i am making pizza you know and wait this is the bertucci's right in lutherville yeah oh wow yeah. been there many a time and then um from there i went to culinary school and so i always say like i didn't start professionally cooking till i was 19 when i went to like a real restaurant right. like fine dining food brigade system like yeah. head chef sous chef chef de partie etc wow here it's funny so when i was back to iowa again so i worked in the dining center and um it's funny because all the cool kids were actually in the dish room. <laughs> and it was funny because I thought, I'm going to be where the food is at. And then it's like I ended up serving food because it's a dining center. And I'm like, this kind of sucks. And my buddies all ended up in the dish room. And they're all talking about the fun they're having back there. I'm like, I'm having zero fun. Up front. <laughs> I want to have fun. Who do I got to piss off to end up in the dish room? And I figured out a way to piss somebody off. And they put me on. Uh, and they're like, you're going to start at pots and pans. And <laughs> pots I'm like, and yeah, I'm like, fucking great. I'm like, but you know what? I don't care. So I ended up at Pots and Pans. I sidestepped because they had the conveyor belt where all the, the trays right. come in. Yeah, all yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the kids just, they're assholes. So I was able to sidestep that and, and, and went right into Pots and Pans. Well, then the, it was like the pinnacle of the dish room was running the, the machine. Yeah. And it was it was unloading. That. It was unloading. Yeah, because it was clean. You weren't dealing with all yeah, the Yeah, and all you're things. doing is you're just picking the nice hot steaming. You had the glove, those mitts, and you take them off. Yeah. And, and it was. And the thing was, is the rookie that was the first, you know, the rookie on the D loader, because that's where the switch was. So if the if the crate hit the switch, it turned the conveyor belt off, and it sl- it stopped, stopped everything. The whole thing, yeah. So everybody's <laughs> yelling at you. So your first day as that guy, yeah, there's pressure. I mean, it's it's pressure. It's like the quarterback. So, um, 
So I finally work my own because you're loading the machine is where you go to next after pots and pans. That's like the next cushy job because you're getting all the shit that's rinsed off and you're just loading it. And um, so it gets to the point where me and my roommates are all kind of like we're all the star players back there. Mm-hmm. Well, Simpsons, we watch Simpsons every day. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And there was that episode where they're, um, I don't remember what it was, but they're whispering something and Krusty the Clown, like they're whispering something and Krusty the Clown hears it wrong. And he goes, what? The sex cauldron? I thought they closed that place years ago. (laughs) So that was like our inside joke. And we would just say that shit at random. Well, they had... Like, we were like, what the fuck is a cauldron, you know? So we're like looking it up. We figure out it's a cauldron. So we're in the, in the dish room. They had these cauldrons. They were giant cauldrons and they had the little, like, it was like caster wheels that they sat them on and that's how you rolled them around and they yeah. would make these vats of like mashed pot. I mean, sure. huge it would volumes be in of a Hobart food. mixer. Yes, yes, yes. Hobart. So, yes. so I remember the Hobart. So one day we're like, this is the giant sex cauldron, right? <laughs> so we throw it on, right? Well, the, my roommate takes it off the end of the conveyor belt and he sets it on the caster wheels and we're fucking around. Well, I'm like, you know, we're again, we're the, we're hot shots back there. I'm sitting in the fucking cauldron, and he's pushing me around the oh, dish room. Gosh. And the manager of the food center, who was a complete bitch, she had zero sense of humor. He's pushing me around, pushing me around. And it was one of those moments where you just like come around the corner and you just slowly, you see the feet and you slowly look up. <laughs> and my buddy's behind me. He's eye to eye with her, and I'm like. Um, <laughs> Hi. (laughs) And she goes, what are you doing? And we're like, we're just putting this away. And she goes, I hope you plan on cleaning that again. (laughs) And we're like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like got out really slow. We proceeded to load it back on the, uh, the conveyor belt to run it through the machine again to sterilize it because I was sitting in the giant cauldron. So they were right. It was as fun as they said. It back was then. totally as fun as being they in the dishwasher. See, it you're was. in the wrong. I was in the wrong should have stayed at the dishwasher. Yeah. But again, this was in a college dining center. Oh, so right. It was not fine dining and it wasn't loading the milk machines. So <laughs> <laughs> God, it was awful. I'll so, bet. I'm sorry. I just figured you're a cook, no, you're great. a chef, no. you would have totally the hijinks in high school in that place that i worked um it's it's actually funny because so i work with um a guy that i worked with there a a high school friend a fishing buddy yeah yeah he works with us now and he's our transportation manager for the bread Mm -hmm. uh, wholesale bread program but sometimes when we're in the kitchen together and someone's like so how'd you guys meet i was like Jason and I, we've been, we worked chicken prep at Pool A in 94. Yeah, we go <laughs> way know? back. And some of the stuff we did in 94, some of the pranks, some of the, like, I mean, we had things where we were like, you know, in a food fight, the broccoli dipped in marinara because it soaks up all the sauce. It's like as on impact, it explodes. Oh, marinara. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's these little things when you're 14, you think is the coolest thing yeah. in the world, you know? And, um, but it was one of the coolest jobs I ever had. Janks and I, his last name's Jankowitz. We, I'd be like, Janks and I would meet up there 8 a.m. Saturday mornings and we'd like butcher 10 cases of chicken and tumble it, put it on skewers. And that was like our gig, man. And then we'd go fishing at the reservoir all day. Like, nice. We'd hop on our bikes yeah. and ride to the reservoir after work. And, and it's neat to like, here we are at 40, you know, still working together in a business in the restaurant business. And, um, 
you know, now we talk about taking our kids fishing. And stuff. Yeah. It's just neat like that. So let me ask you, <clears throat> I'm sorry, did, uh, you, uh, Cunningham's, how did you, how did you get on the show? How did you, how did, what's the process of getting on Chopped? Well, it's funny you asked me that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what happened was, so like it was a Friday night. Um, around 5.30, which is like crunch time in the restaurant business. So Friday at 5.30, my phone rings and it says New York. And I was like, I don't think I owe money to anyone in New York. Gotties are calling the mafia. Yeah, right. And uh, I was like, I'm not answering this. And um, next thing you know, the hostess comes up to me and she says, you have a phone call. It's uh, the Food Network. And I said, that's really funny. Tell Robbie. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> good one. Uh, I'll see him later, you know. Tell and, him I'm um, too fucking busy for this shit yeah, right now. It's like, get a life, man. So I go to the hostess stand, and I'm expecting someone to, like, be playing a prank. And there's this guy named Colin from the Food Network. Like, he's from the so, Food Network. So wait, hold on. The Food Network called you on a Friday at, like, yeah, Jesus. It's like, <laughs> it's like clearly, clearly, wow. you are uh, yeah. detached from reality here. <laughs> Rookie move. So, um, I was like, hey, he's like, hey, man, my name's Colin. I'm a producer. Like, you know, uh, I'm looking for talent for Chopped, and I'm curious if you'd be interested. You know, we we found your website, and we saw, like, you know, what you guys are doing, and we think ah. it's an interesting story. And I said... Well, I don't have time to go – like, I'm running a restaurant. I can't just disappear for a week to go film a show. Yeah. And he goes, well, it's only one day. And I was like, well – That yeah. I can do. Yeah, I said, well, no, I'm listening. And he goes, <laughs> and it's a Monday. I was like, well, I'm normally off on Monday. <laughs> um, so you so, do know what you're doing. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And um, he said to me, he's like, well, um, I'm going to send you an email. It's going to have an application. I want you to fill out the application. And when he starts saying that, I was like <laughs> – Cold call, right, that, you know. Right, right. I'm, I'm one of a million. You <laughs> right, know? They're, they're right, going right. to need a stool sample so, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, last four digits of your social security number, you know. And uh, so I go down uh, after dinner service. I go down to my office and I look on my computer and it's like, sure enough, there's this like um, email from this guy. And I start to research. I'm like, okay, this is a legit casting from you know Chopped. And uh, I fill out this application and I, I hit send and I, I don't expect to hear a thing. I wake up the next morning to an email. Got your application. We're stoked. Can you do a Skype interview tomorrow? Nice. Oh, all right. Moving along quickly. Yeah, so we do this Skype interview, and I'm talking to these um, two producers, and and I was sitting in my daughter's nursery that we were building because it was the only quiet place and my dogs would go nuts, and and they're like... (laughs) The only time the nursery's ever going to be quiet. right? And... um, (laughs) And they were like, you're in a nursery. And I was like, oh, I'm expecting a, you know, a baby here in uh, February. And they're like, oh, that's amazing. And it adds to the story. So what I've come to realize, it's all about the story. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Everything's the story. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I had a great Skype. And I was like, uh, we're going to be in touch. That's awesome. I was like, okay, great. And I went to my wife. And I was like, oh, I went well. But, you know, I doubt, you know, there's so many people. Right. The next day, can you film in April? And I was like. Jeez. I'm in, done. I was wow. like, right, so they sent me this whole package. They brought um, a, a producer, like a film team down to like film a package. And we went to the farm and saw the pigs. And I showed them like all the cool stuff we're doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was great. And um, then next thing you know, I'm in New York City. And uh, it was, I, I, sh- I, took the mega bus for eight bucks up on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Mega bus. And, um, they got oh, Wi-Fi, I hear. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I show up, like, I end up in um, Chelsea, 
That's where the uh-huh. hotel was. And I've never been to New York. I'm not a big city kind of guy. And so I could get off and I'm like the the stereotypical like looking around. Looking up. The, rise, uh, the big you know? buildings. You already and, had the I, I heart New yeah, York yeah, shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the Statue of yeah, Liberty. The little stuff, foam and, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I go to my hotel room and I start to walk around Chelsea. And I was like, what the heck is going on around here? You know, this is wild. And um, so 5 a.m. I had to meet them at a McDonald's in Harlem. And I'm, I said, I'm sorry, you met the Food Network? The at, producer at, the at Mc- a, <laughs> McDonald's in Harlem at Look. 5 a.m. along with the other contestant. I was like, this is a really elaborate catfish. That's yeah, happening. it is. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, hey, so we I, were just talking about how we all have to, we all have to just eat some McDonald's every now that's and again. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this right. is full circle. Okay, keep so going. Um, I'm sitting there and I was like, man. I'm just, I'm going to get abducted. I don't know what's going on here. And uh, next thing you know, this dude walks in with a knife bag. And I said, all right. So it's it. (laughs) This is where it happens. Yeah. We're in it together. Oh, they're going to sell me some knives. So what happens is, is um, they, they take you there because they don't want you to know where the studio is. Mm. And um, so then they walk you down this. They put a bag over your head. I know. Right. It's like, (laughs) am I going to get waterboarded on this? So, um, then we get to the studio around six and we start to do like the legal, the paperwork and stuff. The filming took until 10 p.m. for, I mean, what, what do you think about 20 minutes for yeah. the app around half yeah. hour entree, half hour dessert. So for an hour and 20 minutes of actually cooking, I was there for. So six, from like 6 a.m. till 10 yeah, at night. Yeah. From edit, all how. Edit, edit, edit. Edit, yeah, edit, exactly. Edit. How long is the actual taping of the show? It's 42 minutes on TV. It was that whole thing because of the interviewing, the post-interview. Right. Okay. But like the taping of the show, I mean, how long is that? Is that like three hours, four hours, the actual when you're in there doing it? No, I mean, I mean, the coolest thing and also um, the, the part that I thought really um, kept the integrity of Chopped is when the director came in, he's like, look. When we hit that button, it starts and never stops. This right. is legit. And um, a lot like the people sitting next to me at that table were like, oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. I was like, did you guys think that we'd have an hour to know all of the ingredients and then we just get to go? But it was like it was like that. It, the filming was very regimented and the clock started. And so for people who don't know, they they do uh, an appetizer, they do an entree and they do a dessert and they have these uh, ingredients. These, I guess, some to some would be these odd ingredients that they come up with the best meal that they can in this allotted time. And when they open up the basket, that's when you find out what those ingredients yeah, are. And, and there was no downtime to that. Like you open it up, you saw it, you took the stuff out and then you went. So and, and so. Now, did you have any, like, do you know, as a chef, do all chefs, can they do that? Is that a skill that all chefs have? Or did you practice that at all? Did you know the show? I did practice. I had never seen the show. <laughs> I accepted the offer. And then I told my wife, I was like, start um, start DVRing all the chops you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I did. I took crib notes. I figured out what kind of equipment they had there, where they kept the ingredients. So I went Smart. prepared. Yeah, right? yeah, hell yeah. And so when I got there, the contestants I went against. I went against a young line cook. And so everyone was in their a different path of their career. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I was in a position that um, was most advantageous to winning because where I was in my career, I was creating my own food because mm-hmm. I was in my own restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had been in the business for a long time. So I'd seen a lot of different styles of cuisine, mm-hmm. lots of different product where some of these people that I were going against weren't um, 
weren't at that level. Okay. So I felt like I did have a big advantage. But the one one woman was running like a whole bunch of she was overseeing a bunch of different restaurants. But she wasn't in the thick of it, maybe? Or Well, I think I mean Roe was great. Yeah. Roe was a great chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um still I mean, to this day, like her career, she was on Hell's Kitchen twice. Damn. Almost once. She brought that up. Brought that up at the end to try and like get in my head. (laughs) She's like, you know, I was on Hell's Kitchen and I was like, Did you win it? She's like, no. I was like, mm-hmm. then what am I worried about? <laughs> <laughs> nice try. But no, she's an incredible. Like, I still am in touch with her often um, through social media, seeing cool. where she is in That's her career. Cool. Yeah, like, so I made some great friendships there. But, um, but yeah, like where I was in my career, like when I pulled out all of these ingredients, I was never really thrown for a loop of saying, "What can I do here?" No, no. Wow. I slum dog millionaire chopped. <laughs> <laughs> Does does any do you think any does any chef gets like draw a blank and just gets struck with like what do I do on that show? I don't watch. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. And and to be honest, I in the beginning moment like of the first round when I pulled all this stuff up, I was drawing a blank. And so what I just was like, I'm just gonna go grab equipment. I'm gonna go grab a blender while my mind's kind of working right, right, through right. all this stuff. And then once I kind of like started getting things going. I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to try and do here. You know, and, and and then it morphed like in real time. You're like pivoting and doing all those things. I'm yeah, surprised that multiple chefs competing against each other don't come up with the same things. Like if their mind aren't working you the would same. think that yeah, and, they, I, they and they it's don't, so funny it because I've done things at the restaurant like that for my young cooks where I've said, hey, this is a mystery basket. You all have the same thing. And especially when we're in the same restaurant and we have the same menu yeah, yeah, and the same yeah, vision, same, kind of, yeah, yeah. you think that they're all going to do the same thing, and they're all miles apart. Oh, that's, that's cool. crazy! That's great. That's cool because it shows the individual, yeah, you know, and how yeah, yeah, we interpret yeah. things. And that is cool. Yeah. So one of the things that happens while they're cooking, while the clock is going, it's not real time, obviously, mm-hmm. they have 30 minutes, is that each of the contestants will talk about what they're cooking. They'll do like a uh, a different scene where they're sitting in the kitchen and talk, like it's a different thing. Like, did you do that after or yeah. before? How it does was, that work? It was That's the toughest be so- part of the whole thing. Because you you, they were like, you're, they were like, yeah, like every, you're in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Everything is real time, Jay. And and they're like, we're going to tell you what you did. And I was like, what do you mean you're going to tell me? <laughs> they're like, we have a person take no- crib notes on every single move you made. Whoa. And I'm like, you're serious. And they're like, yeah. So then you went here. And I was like, I did? <laughs> because you're like just like cruising. I was like, so I was like, you're right. I did go I did and I did that. grab celery leaves out of there because I thought it would play with the saltus. And so then, and it's kind of neat because they tell you all the things you did. So then you can kind of speak with confidence. To yeah, you. yeah, you know, yeah. It was like, so there I was, and I thought to myself, what would be the perfect compliment to this Asian vegetable? Right. But some celery heart leaves. Oh, you know? that's awesome. Wow. You're like, man, could this person just follow me around all the time? <laughs> it's like my inner monologue just <laughs> yeah. speaking. Now, Jay's walking down the road. Does this, all that happen when you're completely done cooking or in after each so uh, after each round? Right. They okay. take you into like a sequester room where they interview you. It's and, okay. And um they ask you questions. And and it's funny because it's all about the story. It's about building right. drama. Right, right. So they try Always. to get you to speak about the other people. Yeah, and um, the Try one thing, trash. I, yeah, and the one thing I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to represent myself genuinely, and as much as they want me to play the bully or something like that, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm thankful because um, 
speaking of mentors, uh-huh, a, a uh-huh. week after it aired, my mentor, Linwood, from my old restaurant, mm-hmm. calls me. He's like, Jay, I couldn't be more proud of you because the way you carried yourself there. You did hmm. it with a lot of class. And, and it, when I watched it, I said, that's Jay in a nutshell. That wasn't them trying to produce Jay into something else. And that's cool. So that, that's something I was really proud of in that I, I'll never um, – like when Scarlett's older – when I show her that, she can say, that's my papa. That's not some, someone different. Right. Kind of now, now, was that – did that just kind of come gen, like just organically or did you have to cognitively think about, I'm, I'm not going to go down that route? Or were they asking you questions and you just kind of were like not feeding into it? Yeah. Well, I didn't feed into it. And um, one of the things that um, I had been working on in my life in general was um, understanding – that I should come from a place of gratitude for a lot of things. So right. I've been very blessed in my right, career. Right. And, and especially like in that moment too, like that that season of my life, there I was with Lisa and we were having a baby and we were told we never have a baby. So I was just overwhelmed with um, feeling blessed yeah. in general. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And so like with that, I was living in the moment and trying to stay grounded in it, in it, and, it and appreciating it for the experience that, that it was. And I think that – lended itself to the success that I had there because I wasn't overthinking it. Well, I wasn't, yeah, you were in this humble, humble pie zone, if you will. Like right. just and yeah, yeah. To, in another yeah. point in my life, I don't think I would have found the success that I did that day. How often do chefs deal with beef kidneys, by the way? That was one that was the entree. <laughs> Uh, uh, hardly ever. Well, I'm, I'm I mean, how did you know what to do with beef? Kid, I know you're a, a, an incredible chef and everything, but I would think that would be a hard thing to come up with an entree. Or no, do I've I not know what I'm talking? Beef kidney once in culinary school, but what it is, it's it's like okay, it's an organ meat. I do cook lots of different organ meats. Oh, so okay. how can I treat this in a way that of something that I've I've cooked all the time? So like for me, and I even said that I was like. Lee and I cook chicken livers a lot. We right. love chicken I didn't livers, remember, right? Yeah. And so the flavor is is very similar. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use this in the same fashion as I would chicken livers. And um, and it worked out really well. And uh, where everyone else was like, what the heck do I do with this thing? I was like, well, I'm just going to – that was the least of my It worries. was like you're – yeah, yeah, you had a go – I remember hearing you – I think you said – you were talking about that before. It was like you'd done a lot of that. So there was this go-to that you were like, oh, I got this part covered. Every Every round, there was something in there that I could develop my dish around that yeah. I huh. knew really well. Wow. Yeah. So, so there was one moment, I think, when you were making the dessert <laughs> where he uh, helped me out with this. He had put um, – uh, he put it in the machine what, what did you have to put them the green stuff yeah what so i that? made a cucumber sorbet okay. out of key limes that was the secret ingredient and i never turned the machine on and they show that in, and he's doing other stuff and the machine's supposed to be on as it's doing yeah. whatever it's supposed so, to be doing i had the same ice cream machine at the restaurant <laughs> and um <laughs> but with all of the production going on and the sounds and stuff this the machine sounded like it was already on uh-huh. when i turned it on <clears throat> or when i poured my stuff in so i just was like okay and um, yeah, to, to my and he's demise. on a clock now. Yeah, and so when I found out that I never turned it on, it only takes eight minutes to spin in the machine. So you didn't so, freak out? No, and that's the one thing I told my wife. I was like, I was about to freak out, and that was the moment where I had that gut check. I was like, pivot, stay calm. You can do this. Yeah. And um, <laughs> my wife, like the in the show, they showed my dessert, and it looked like trash. 
<laughs> like it, it was all melted. And my wife's like, that's a horrible dessert. I can't believe it. And I said, Lisa, Thanks. you saw the first two dishes I put in front of them. Do you think my third dish would look like that? I said, this builds drama. This yeah. make, I was like, if I put up a five-star dessert in the, the last round, do you think anyone's going to stick around to see who lost or, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, it worked out perfect. Exactly. So it built the drama and people stuck around to see it till the end. I am fascinated that they came after you. I thought yeah, every yeah, reality I, show, they do some kind of audition tape or they send it in. You didn't do anything. You had a website. They yeah, found yeah. you. That's, That's cool. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I think they were searching the market. Um, John Tay from the Fresh Market, he's a really talented guy, and he was on in the same um, era. Like uh, that season, he had went and filmed a guy named Josh White who used to own Smoke in Timonium, one of yeah. my favorite barbecue joints. He was on an episode, like, or he was about to go film, but he had something that had to, like a conflict. and um, So they were looking for people in our market. But um, I think it's one of those things where they go on open table or they go to one of these places they're like, hey, what are the hip spots? Yeah. Who has a good story? Uh, you know, OK, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Bob, because that was one of my questions. I totally assume that you like put in an application and, and tried for it. People That's, go after the show. Yeah. Survivor. And yeah, 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 yeah. And, they, and they go through this grueling process to get into it. And that's cool that they he's just sitting think, back waiting for yeah. them to come to him. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> I like how at first he's like. Nah, I, I'm yeah, too busy. I got things to do. I'm too busy to Whatever. do this shit. What, what network? The food yeah. network. Yeah. <laughs> what network is that? <laughs> so, ha, do you still have a relationship with the show at all? Are you coming? Is there like an all star thing? So or I've been contacted to do some other um, iterations of of Chopped. Um, the one big thing with Chopped is there's a huge non disclosure agreement about what you're involved with them. So, like, I didn't tell anyone about, like, me winning. That would have been three quarters of a million dollars. Like, me getting Whoa. sued if they found out, if I let it out that I had won before it aired. So, I didn't tell anyone. At that work, I told everyone that I, I served them raw chicken so they would stop. <laughs> and I got kicked off in the first round so they'd stop bugging me about it. And I walked around melancholy when I came back after for a while. But, um, so, um, I have been contacted. COVID kind of, um, you know, put a slowed everything. Yeah. I have no idea what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited, hopefully, that um, to continue a relationship. Something down the road Very might cool. be happening with yeah. the show. Was there, I, I, I can't believe I missed this. Is there like a prize money to win the thing? Or oh, you... yeah. I won 10 cool G's. Nice. And then, and then Uncle Sam came in and uh, took, took six grand of it. <laughs> Son of us. So no. my, my last question w with this is Has the show. Uh, helped uh, Cunningham's? Has it helped you personally besides maybe going back to the show to do anything? Yeah. Else? So, I mean, um, we saw a, a nice influx. Of, I had people coming from Maine to come say hi to me. Wow. Like, down, like people religiously follow this show. Nice. Following. Can I just, I don't want to forget, I actually have friends that I met at CMA Fest. Oh. Country Music Festival. There you go. In Nashville. Uh, I was supposed to go this year, but didn't because of COVID. Last year from California, for a, a, a lax tournament and her son is looking at Towson and I was like, oh, well, we should go to lunch at Cunningham. So I am hopefully going to be there on Friday and I'm getting some California folks in the door for you. Nice. I'll be there. So, there you go. I'll, uh, so just, you know, 
just be very like Eric, how is it? You know, like kiss me on the cheek. Would you like your it's table? Like, like I'm in. Yeah. Would you like your table, Mister? Yes. Would you like your regular I, I make table? Make sandwich special for you. <laughs> yeah, but no, I've I've actually like there have been some things that are so my alma mater, Lock Raven. Um, if you drive by Cromwell Bridge Road, there's this. Um, there used to be a little greenhouse on the roof. Yeah. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the joke was that that's just where all the kids smoke cigarettes when uh-huh. I went there, you know? <laughs> and um, so it, the little bit of fame that I got from that got me an audience with the principal to start to develop a seed saving program with Lock Raven High School. Oh, good. To create, like, and the things that I'm passionate about that I could pass on to kids, like build an agricultural um, kind of focused club there at lock raven and teach farming and teach like sustainability of foods teach, teach whole foods like mm-hmm. what we're putting in our bodies because mm-hmm. a lot of young kids they don't get that yet. No. oh i like and, and i was so surprised no. that they don't understand that because the the ease of getting yeah. um fast food trumps any idea of health food yeah, well, of course absolutely it's, it's about the the quick gratification i can go Go to Chick Fil A and get a sandwich. Right, it's yeah. easy and cheap. Not knocking Chick Fil A. Right, it's the greatest. It is great. I don't and, consider that fast food. And it's very fast. Yeah. It's very fast. And you just and, don't care. I just don't think you care at that age. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it it hasn't hit. Think about you, it. You're yeah. invincible. So, so wait. Then, so right? that greenhouse that you see is you're working with that now? So or? It, that got put on hold because of COVID as okay, well. Okay. And, but I had an audience with the principal, the oh, head cool. of the science department. And we have a whole like I worked with McDonough School in uh-huh. Owings yeah, Mills, yeah. and the the woman who runs the ag program there, she's a, she used to be a regular at Linwoods, and um, we were working on that. And I'm trying to take that type of um, uh, classroom, like the edible classroom idea, into Lock Raven and into you guys public are making schools. edibles, huh? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but <laughs> right, but no. But the idea is like there are lots of private schools doing this, uh-huh. and um, I think that public schools could could really um, you know, benefit from it too. So I'm hoping like, and then I got to get on the board of education. I got to sit in on a meeting with um, Baltimore County public schools to talk about, at least voice my opinion. Yeah, and yeah. I would have never had that if I didn't yeah. have the, um, the, the chop thing. Yeah. Yeah. The it just gives you kind of that, yeah. that credibility, not that you needed it, but it just gives mm-hmm. that, but yeah, they weren't looking to talk to me, <laughs> the yeah. random chef unless until that happened. And, yeah. So, and I don't, I know you'd ask this question before I start, Mike, can we make this official? Can you hit the hot seat button for me, please? Just to make it official. Gotta make it official. And Wendy. And Bob. Oops. Um, <laughs> so, so I, what does executive, I've got two, I gotta ask, what does executive chef mean exactly? Um, well, it's a title that, like, so as much of cooking, uh, there's a lot more of a financial responsibility and understanding the management and business side of the, of cooking right um you know so so are you financials are budgets you, are you are you an owner or part owner of cunningham's like that's the part where i think i'm i get confused as, no okay. so i have ownership private ownership and um but i'm tasked with the responsibility of the day-to-day operations gotcha. of said business okay hmm. yeah no that, and that makes sense and and uh, yeah got it got it mm-hmm. the next question is not so technical <laughs> Because you have a bakery, right? You have the mm-hmm. bakery side of things. Mm-hmm. I am a whore for chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are my go-to. Yeah. And the social media, the Facebook has somehow figured this out. 
And they keep putting this goddamn ad in front of me, and it's got these thick-ass chocolate chip cookies, and they are just, and I love them when they're gooey on the inside, mm-hmm. and they're nice and so, oh, God. Like the Otis Spunkmeyers, whatever, that you get in high school, back in high school. Yeah, I like, that. I used to not get lunch. I would just buy, like, two stacks of those and a thing of milk, and that was my lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What's mm. the secret to making them, like, because I've tried everything and i can't get them to cook that way there's a i I tell you what so to touch on the the previous question i am i i am a uh one of many great people that we have on the team at cunningham's um and one of them in particular her name's amanda lott she's a pastry chef our executive pastry Mm -hmm, chef mm -hmm. and she makes a chocolate chip cookie with sea salt on top of it that blows your mind mm, yeah um there's only one other chocolate chip cookie that can hold a candle to it and that's at the corner pantry uh-huh. um over on falls road okay neil, neil the chef there chef owner there makes a chocolate chip cookie like i've never had a chocolate chip cookie where i was like this is changing my life <laughs> and um years ago i helped him out he needed um a piece of equipment and i lent it to him over to his restaurant for a couple days and as a gift, oh, during Christmas time, he dropped me off this big box of cookies. And I was like, oh, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> you know, like grateful for the gift. Right, but at the right. same time, I was it's like, oh, chocolate, chip, chocolate cookie. chip cookies. Come on. And then I ate one. Yeah. And I took the whole container and stashed it in my office so no one else could have them because they were it was that like, It was like you took good. that moment. It was like, I, yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't know how he did it. It's like they're they're layered, the striations of chocolate mixed with the dough. It's, like, it's so perfect. It's amazing. How does he do this? And I go to Chef Amanda. I'm like, can you recreate? I was like, Chef, reverse I, engineer I was like, this. I love your chocolate chip cookie, but how did what? he do this? So I know because like when I'm home with Scarlett, you know. So um, but like something as simple as a chocolate chip cookie, and it has to do with the the products that we get. I like the way our flowers, all of like you know the things like the brown sugar, where we source our eggs, how we do it. I'm sorry, I I'm sorry, I was rude. I bust out laughing. I was just looking at one of the comments. Jason Sirlente just said, "Homemade eat a dick cake." I don't know what that means, but it made me laugh. Who said that? Jason Sirlente. Glad you're seeing those. He's right. actually going to be on the camping weekend. And I'm sorry, by the way, Lee Larshbaugh also said he's a chop champion earlier. I don't know. You know Lee, Lee don't yeah, you? Yeah, sources. Lee. Our boy yeah, Lee. Good old Lee, man. I, I tell you what, Lee, Carlos, all those yeah, guys from yeah, back yeah. in the day, man. Big George Allen. Mm-hmm. Love George Allen. And then he's our boy, a great chef. And then our boy in Aruba, Paco. Yeah. Fucking I tell Paco. you what, <laughs> I still remember the first time I met Paco at the bar, and I was like, this is a guy I could sit and drink Coors Lights until the sun comes yeah. up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why I brought him right into my idea to make him into a comedian, and mm-hmm. then that's when it all happened. He, that's when it happened. Funny, funny man. He, I, we used to walk in, because we, we would spend our whole weekends there. After we got kicked out of the crease for some stupid... <laughs> We're like, we're changing our Winchester. It's going to be sources. <laughs> so we could, and, and it was that step down. And it I, it got to the point where I remember I felt the most baller of my life in my mid-20s because I could walk in to the edge of those steps and look down, and it could be asses to elbows down through there. And I can make eye contact with Lee or Stefan, and they would be like, they do this, they throw their hand up and point at me, and I'd give the old point back, <laughs> and I would go and kind of weave my way down through the people, and by the time I got there, I would reach, yeah, I'd reach through, and they, and I'd grab my drink off, and people would be like, what the hell, I've been seeing oh, here, baby, it's the greatest, it's oh, like- man, and you're just like, excuse me, yeah, no, sorry, man. <laughs> 
and and not only that, but it was like it was it was a it was like a maker's and diet in a cup like this, like a freaking <laughs> pint I glass. called that the Mussin. There was a guy named Scott Mussin who used to be a bartender there, and he was a sir. He was a manager at the Bertucci's when I was uh-huh. young, and he would drink this vodka drink that was in a pint glass. Yeah. They called yeah. it the Mussin, and I was like, man, that's that's some big boy stuff, right? It, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it was, and they didn't make them light either. And I remember we would sit and I would drink those all night in my. My, my now wife was on my tab and I got to the point where I was like, babe, don't put anybody else's fucking drink on our tab, okay? Because <laughs> this shit gets out of hand, you know? People are drinking. We're here for like eight hours. Like, it's just out of hand. And I'd be like, at the end of the night, I'd be like, oh, God. Lee, can I get my tab? And he'd be like, all right. Two waters, and he'd two dollars. he'd slap <laughs> it on the fucking... And it'd be like $7.48 and I'd be like, um, Okay. Right, and I'd be like, "Here's seventy dollars." Yeah, <laughs> well played, yeah, sir. Right, <laughs> and that is why when I walked in the door, I would get fucking served out of the gates. Right. And and and, and Steph and I talk about all that. He's like, "Exactly, that's people that fucking knew the game, so played the game." When it, when I went in there, when my brother brought me in when I was twenty one, because my brother was friends with Los, and he was a server at the Bertucci's as I worked there, and they. <laughs> I was called Busboy J because I would cook and I would also be a busboy. And so my tab, even though I felt like I was an established chef, right, you know, right, right. even until I was like in my 30s, like the tab up there would say Busboy J. Yeah. And I'm like, Los, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't bust tables no more. No. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm it's better like, than that. I don't shine shoes no more. Fucking Los. <laughs> fucking Los. That guy would be like, hey, man, you want a fucking shot? Oh, Okay. And, and then he <laughs> no, he would pour a shot for you, for him, somebody else. I don't know, whoever happened to be in arm's length. And we'd rip shots. And at the end of the night, I'd get a fucking bill for it. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you asshole. You asked if I wanted a shot. And then you made me pay for all of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is, Thanks, but, buddy. And I tell you what, when Trapper would bring out some hot sauce or something, I'm like... Trapper, you've been you've been brewing this in some like five gallon pickle bucket back oh, there for man. like months, and and uh, he and and he Trapper loved his sci fi books. Yeah, he he's the the and, chef of sources, and he hated to oh, make, and, and Trapper he hated doing work, hated making grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> He'd be like, man, these people coming in here, this is a bar you're supposed to be drinking. They're making me cook right. food at Make eleven o'clock. Food. You can make a grilled cheese sandwich at home. Go make a grilled cheese sandwich at home. <laughs> but I loved how curmudgeon he was. Oh it was my just God. like that was him and that I could was take his about role. two minutes of him and be like, all right, I want to kill myself. I'm gonna go away now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they had the golden tea there? Oh yes. My brother like I'd watch. I was like, David, you're like beating this machine. Yeah. I was like, that's how you get it. All the drive. video games. Yeah, yeah. The one oh, with yeah, the rollerball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember I would, that. I would wake up and my palm would be like sore bruised. <laughs> and I'm like, what was I doing last night? Oh, golden tea. <laughs> and then I remember when they got rid of it and they put that stupid um, stacker game. Uh, and then we all became very addicted to that <laughs> because it was like gambling. I mean, it was like you could win prizes and you had to like, it was like this Tetris on steroids. It's one, an odd anecdote about sources. Remember when they um, did the inlays of like on the high tops across from the bar and there was one of like Johnny Unitas on one yes. of the tables. Yeah. One time Chad Unitas was sitting at the table with Johnny <laughs> Unitas and I walked up and I just I didn't address I just did one of these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How you doing? Huh. I, I said, Can you believe it? 
I was like, look at that. That's weird. That's amazing. <laughs> That's very yeah. weird. And my brother was like, I was like, that's Chad Unitas. So we we cut our teeth doing comedy at Sources. Like, wow. That's where we started. No way. Yeah. That's because, so cool. Because Stefan had worked there, so he knew Kathy and Gordon very well. And um, and obviously Lee worked there still at the time. And we went in, we, we pitched the idea to him. And we told them how much we wanted to get paid. And they were like, not fucking happening. <laughs> and we were like, all right, how much do you want to pay us? And they were like, nothing. And I'm like, okay. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. Basket, <laughs> it, to get basket of, of chicken tenders. And yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. no, Bar we tab. had to pay our fucking tab. At oh, the end fuck of the night. You didn't get a couple <laughs> drinks free or nothing. Yeah, no we, no, we did make a little bit of door money, but we definitely gave it back. It got to the point. They're closed now, so I can reveal this. It got to the point where Stefan, I was like, bro. Not only are we spending all of our money that we make back at the bar, but we're now pulling money out of our own pockets to pay the rest of the bill. It's costing you more (laughs) to do comedy there. But damn, were we having a good time. But you were being exposed. There were these moments where it's like you're there and it's like you were you felt like you had become like the regular when he's when Los or Lee would be like go sit in the booths yeah like, to the side by yep. the bathrooms oh, for yeah. after hours yeah, yeah after hours and if you were there you were like the in crowd and, and i didn't it's like johnny that. carson asking you to the couch yeah like <laughs> this is this is gonna sound um conceited but i just kind of like got like i didn't even know about it i thought it was kind of the norm like i just happened to be at the right place at the right time and then it got to the point where it was just like do we have to stay for after hours? <laughs> like, I just thought that was like how the night went all the time. Cause I just got kind of swept into that. Yeah. Because at the time it was my, my, um, uh, my wife's sister had a place at the penthouse, which was like a good stumble down the street. So barely we had a place to cry. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. just like we were, we were part of the machine. Yeah. And they're like, we know you guys don't have to go far. So you're just going to stay right here with us in the, in the side area. And then at the end, you'd walk out and there would be a car teeter tottering on the circle. Like, yeah, that right. Yeah. Right like a fucking, yeah. Like, <laughs> a damn circle. Like a seesaw. <laughs> Bane of my wall, existence. Right? Oh, God. The good times. The good times. So I guess my ultimate question, my final question is because we all know Wish on Facebook, right? Should I go and try and buy these Wonder Kicks cookies? They're really expensive. They're $25 for a dozen. Oh, my no. gosh. No, no, no. Come, That's you're going to be prices. at the cafe on Friday. Yes. We'll have chocolate chip cookies. Awesome. I'll, I'll set you up. It'll change your life. Okay. You I'm purposely down. set that up so he would I, say no, that. I, I really I hoping that he would. I really didn't. At all, I up. just I was legit asking for his his <laughs> advice, and and you know, I'm, I, look one look up what happened, happened. one up Facebook. Who knew is all that I'm saying? Yeah, I know. So yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So the big question is: Are you getting uh, the golden tea at Cunningham's? I say put it right in the corner. <laughs> no, but we are make so, a lot I mean, of money. We're revamping the whole upstairs restaurant. We're gonna have an outdoor bar that's gonna be like. The bomb, Dude, yeah. Be, yeah. I'm excited. Really so, cool. when do you think you're going to be done doing the Reno? On uh, that? I think the Reno is going to be done in January. Okay. Um, just in time to open that outdoor bar. Yeah. Well, but I think <laughs> when it comes to Corona, like we're gonna we're gonna really try and strategize when the best time to open it. But you could also do those heater things out there. Yeah. Too. Well, we're gonna have heaters. We're gonna have AC in the summer outside. I mean, oh, yeah, we're 
sparing no expense. I this love is that. Be like a really cool. Spot. I love it. We won't even know we're outside. It's just going to be like we're inside, but we're outside. Who knows what's it's, it's a weird thing. Do, do you it's rem- a utopia? <laughs> do you remember? Did you guys watch the movie Night at the Roxbury? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. we're. Yeah, it's like you're outside of the club. Yeah. yeah, you go inside, but you're going outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first, oh, first Fisa. Oh man. Um, oh God, where do I want to go here? We still have a little bit of time. Did you, Bob? Did you have any more questions that you wanted to? Oh. Whoa, wow! Hot seat. The hot seat's over. Yeah, uh, Wendy. No, it's not over. No, but I should. I should mention uh, if anybody wants to see his episode. It, if I don't know if it's on Hulu, I couldn't find it on Hulu. But the title of it is uh, Hot Baloney. Holy, Holy Baloney. I think it's season forty-two. Episode nine, you should check it out. And well, can course. I can I put Bob on the hot seat? Sure. Oh, okay. We don't well, usually, Bob, you've we been usually so... don't let that reversal happen, I but well, I'm just, going to I'm going to allow it. Well, I'm just I mean, I'm so excited to actually get to meet you, Bob. Oh, then, thanks. Like, I'm know, excited to meet you. I too. mean, so uh me being a country music fan. Oh, cool. Love like, it. Huge country music fan. Um actually like I'm I'm hooked on this um, show called Yellowstone with oh! Kevin Costner. It's like my favorite. Okay. I'm like starting to dress we can eat like up the rest of the time. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm like starting to dress like Kevin Costner and rip in the show. My wife's like, "Are you turning into a cowboy?" I was like, "Can I?" <laughs> you know, like I was like, uh, "Talk about it. wish." I'm, I was like, "I could, I could pull these cowboy boots." That was gonna hundred percent. Yeah. Got, got so, these bitching um, cowboys. Yeah, boots. right. Um, so, um, I just started the, watching, by the way, I'm oh, like, I'm man, like episode not... three, season so wait, one, so, so no spoilers. Hold on, time I out. It's incredible. Bob, it's going to be the best. It's like succession, of... but in the West, I think. Hold on. I'm a big family. Kevin Costner fan. What is this on? What medium is this? So on? this is Paramount. Paramount Network. So here's the deal yeah, with Paramount. That's weird. They're kind of dicks. Okay. <laughs> because I'm trying to get like repeats to get the first, uh, two seasons. They're not running them right now. They'll probably run a marathon right before season four. There's been three so far. So they have a streaming uh, app, right? Uh-huh. You can see all of season three. One and two is not on there. You can get it in different oh, that avenues. Sucks. We have to pay for it, like on Amazon or whatever. So wait, so, and you said this is called Yellowstone? Yeah. Yes, Bob, it's great. I've Go got ahead. it on DVR. You can come over and we'll binge oh. watch it. <laughs> I would love that. I'll be like, Lee, this so, is Bob, Bob Lee. So He's going to watch some TV. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> He's uh, just going to come over and watch TV. Is it Montana? Where the hell yes. are they? Yes, and so it's my wife's dream spot for us to move is Montana. So oh. she loves the setting, and the setting to me, is a character in that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it's a, where, it's so a, where in Montana, roughly? Because um, it's a giant Bozeman. State. I just was there in March, and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Kevin Costner is this big patriarch family. He's rich. He's, he's got this uh, uh, acres and, and cattle, and he's a big, big uh, money guy. He's got millions of dollars, and he's got a family, a dysfunctional family who works below him, a uh, crazy sister who's like a corporate girl, sort of, and then the the son who's always trying to impress him. Uh, he's sort of, is he a lawyer or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, there's so much going on. I'm only in episode three, uh, but it's just, it's a heavy Look, drama. It's but all I got to say, it's so all I got to say is you guys have a little bit of street cred, okay? I mean, you're on nine, on 93.1. You're on Chopped. You're a great chef. You guys have credibility. I'm already sold on this show. I just need to figure it's, out how it's I can so the best it. television it's... I've watched in a decade. Okay. I'm are, are they 60 it. minute I... episodes? Yes. 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 Okay. And, I mean, so, the character, like the actors that are in it are wonderful. The, the plot's great. I mean, it touches on current events. It touches on um, the Native American. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a power the struggle. The conflicts going on. going on with land. The, the idea of 
uh, someone trying to hold on tra- to tradition, like Kevin Costner's character here, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's land that he inherited from his grandparent, like eight generations of land, bear- like cattlemen. Right, right. And how the new world of America isn't into that anymore. And so like he's seeing how all of the cities around him are, de- are developing and there's Walmarts and stuff. And here he is wanting to live an old life, you know. And he's sort of like an anti-hero. Like he's a flawed character. Yes. He's not like a goody, goody, you know, but he's he, you're rooting for him. But right, there's right. a dark side to right. him. Too. He doesn't do things that are like <laughs> sort of like, a you know, like a Breaking Bad Walter. Yeah, White yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. anti-hero is, is a great. Um, so I'm sorry. When did you say when this takes like. When does it take it's current, current time? It's current time. time. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But it's in the West, but it's current time. Yeah. There's there's a Very line in that cool. first episode, Bob, where he gets off the um that helicopter and he's like, I think people forgot who runs this valley. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, Whoa, here you're we best. go. Yeah. Strap yourself in. Okay, oh, see, man. I thought when you first started talking about it, I thought it took place like in you know. Yeah, in because the past. he's such a western kind of guy. Like but whatever. okay. Well, it's a modern All western. Right. I mean, oh, and, yeah, and it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the fashion, the style, just everything is just but, great. I mean, there's, you know, there's uh, horses and cattle, but there's a city too, like yeah. a town where they're oh. and trucks. And yeah, tr- no, you know I, mean, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I was out there and it is, it, I mean, that I've been to most of the country and I've never been to Montana. And a, and a buddy I grew up with on the Eastern Shore, he moved out there for college and he just stayed. Um, and the, his parents bought a place out there and, um, they do a guy's ski weekend and they were like, for years, they're like, you gotta come out, you gotta come out. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't. I just had kids and, yeah. um, and yeah, I did Alaska when my first was born. I was like, eh, it's going to be a few years before I pull this off again. So yeah, in March, just before COVID hit, I went out and skied for four days with these guys and it was incredible. Yeah. Like this just, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in the Rockies quite a bit. And I don't remember the name of the mountain that Big Sky is, is on, but Jesus, that mountain is incredible. And it's got, like, I just follow these guys around because they ski this mountain every year. And I'm like, just don't lose me because <laughs> I'm not paying attention. I'm literally just following you guys. And I'm okay with that. I usually am the one leading and I just don't want to fucking do that for yeah. four days. I just want to follow. And they're, I was like, just tell me where, you know, and they're like, there's these little hidden, um, places all over the mountain that you can go and, and do things and, mm. and drink beer. And like, they're like, Oh, you know, at the beginning of the day, they're like, all right, who's going to put beer in their backpack? It's like, all right, cool. And the one place that we would go to, it was called Scruffy's. And you are just skiing down the slope, and all of a sudden they're like, "All right, just fu- stay tight with me, stay tight with me." Okay, cool, just don't kill me. And they're like, "Oh no, 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 this is fine." So we pull up off to the side of this this slope, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna go down this little trail and around the corner. Just get ready to stop real fast." I'm like, "Okay," so I you know zip down through this little narrow thing, and I stop, and there's it's like a it's literally like a hole in the snow. Um, and there's this little shanty, but it's covered in snow mm-hmm. and you, you take your skis off and you're hanging out and you slide down into the hole and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in a rape shed. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like a, a there's like, th- there's like four couches that look 10 times worse than that in there. There's like a couple of old like bench seats out of a van in there. And then they have one of those big cable spools is like the table in the middle. And it just reeks of like an ashtray that's been dumped like like bong water in (laughs) (laughs) and it's like everybody sits in there and you 
you hear the cans of beer opening yep. and you just sitting there and hang just out hang for out. a little while right. and you know and all of a sudden you know you'll hear some people outside and somebody will come and poke their head in and they're like hey man what's up is there room and you're like sure and people kind of slide down like otters down into this thing <laughs> and you just hang out for a while and you get a little fucked up and you're like all right you guys ready to go hit the slopes again and you're like all right cool and you go out and saddle up and you take off down through the mountain again like and, and this yeah. is one of these places these things are all over the mountain they're like little secret hidden things i don't remember what they call them but yeah so i was just like just don't lose me <laughs> <laughs> and every day we hit a new side to this mountain there were like four different sides and the one day it was the first day we took it easy and just kind of everybody got their legs under them and then the second day it was just like beautiful day and i said guys if we're going to the peak today's the day and they're like hell yeah i was like because after today i would be too tired and and they they got me up to the peak and they're like dude you don't have to go down like do people die on this mountain so i don't feel like you have to do it i'm like dude i'm not doing anything i don't you know my buddy, they got me up there. It's and, like we're, you just took me to some rape shack and got yeah, me drunk, right, and now, right, and now yeah. you're telling me I could die. Right, right. exactly. Greatest, greatest trip ever. But I'm drunk, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you get on this little. You, they pack twenty on the on the um the little gondola that's they call the tram, and there's two cars on it. And man, this thing goes up, and I got a video, and they're like, "Don't talk," because it's just it's kind of tense. <laughs> But it's, there's just, you know, there's just, you're just looking at the scenery and I'm like, all right, noted, not going to say a fucking word. So we're on this thing and I'm, I'm like wedged up against the glass and I'm just like, oh God, don't break. <laughs> and there's a, a couple of ski patrol guys on there. And the one dude is just yammering, yammering, yammering. And I'm like, I already know rule number one is don't fucking talk on here. And this guy won't. And as I, I thought that, his buddy was like, do you ever shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I'm filming that. I've got a video of this. Yeah. And I bust out laughing because I'm like, hell yeah, that guy just, he just said what I was thinking. Anyway, yeah. so as we're getting to the top, the one guy's like, are you going to do the announcement or do you want me to? And he's like, all right, so the conditions are fast and he's like breaking down all the different like slopes off of the peak mm -hmm. and they're like if you if you got the balls and you want to do this go over and you got to get your you got to get your beacon for avalanches and shit and they're like and if you're going to do it's called liberty bowl is the bowl that's like the easiest one to get down and they're like if you do the liberty bowl it's it's fun but if you fall you're riding it to the bottom and it's a long fucking ways to the bottom. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, I'm probably not going to do it. So I get out there and we take some pictures and it's windy as hell. And finally, my buddy Landon's like, dude, he goes, you're good. You can do this. And he and, and these guys aren't the type of guys that are going to put you in a position that you're not capable of handling. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, look, you know what we're getting ready to do. You've seen what I've done for the last day and a half and what I'm capable of, and I have made it very clear what I'm not good at. So if you think I can do this, then I'm, I'm good. I'll do it. And man, we start going and we're like taking these little narrow switchbacks and the wind is blowing so hard. Like you're, you can't even like, you can't even hardly move into the wind to go down. The, and it's pretty steep, but it's, I mean, it's such a sheer drop off that you're just like, don't tip over because if I fall, I mean, you can't even see over the edge. Like it's just, it's wild. So then you got to get down and you got to make a quick turn with wind blasting you 
to quick turn to get to the next switch, next switchbacks. And now you have the wind pushing you. And I have no idea where I'm going. I'm just following the first guy. And, and we got to make another switchback. And finally, this bowl opens up. And it's just massive. Now, that's the bonus. There's no trees. There's nothing that you can run into. But it's just like, it's just fucking steep. And I'm just like, guys, I'm going to be a bitch for a little bit. <laughs> just work with me. And I just slid. I just kind of did the sideways slide on the edges to, you know, to get in an air's thin. So you're yeah. like adrenaline. Oh, and you're sure. like, and you're, I'm just like, I'm gasping for air. My adrenaline, my heart rate's just going. And I'm like, this, I've never skied anything this intense ever in my life. And I've skied some pretty stupid shit. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, take a turn, take a turn. I'm like, oh, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. You know, and finally <laughs> I take a turn. And man, when you take that turn, like you accelerate so fast and it's so, it's so steep and there wasn't a ton of snow. So if you dug your edges in hard, then you'll, you'll come out from under you. So you just got to be real balanced on, mm -hmm. on how you cut into it. And I started making a couple of cuts and I was like, all right, I'm getting it, you know, and. And then I got to the point where I was like, my, my legs were burning and I was just breathing heavy and I would just stop for a second. And when I stopped, I was leaning the other way, but I would stop and literally I was like this leaning against the, the edge like this. Oh, wow. Like I had my skis like this. Yeah. It was that fucking steep. You'll never see me in a moment like that. And I was like, looking just, down. I'm not that kind of guy. And I'm I was like, looking nope. down and I'm like. There's there's a fuck uh, those round buildings and I'm like there's beer down there that I'm going to yeah. <laughs> hammer and I can't wait and that's what those guys told me they're like just just no at the end of this run there's there's beer down there yeah and, and like, then like you're like you meet the chick at the bar I was up there oh dude <laughs> totally dude by the time I got down there and I was I saw the guys I mean the guys that I was just with they were like this fucking big down there waiting. <laughs> and um and my one buddy was filming me and he ended up falling and he tweaked his knee because he you know he was sliding you got to stop yourself but you catch an edge but anyways um yeah i made it down and i i had my my garment on and i looked at my my path and i was like i'm definitely a project manager because <laughs> it was i mean the zigzag was so perfect all the way down <laughs> And, um, yeah, I survived it and I had an amazing, uh, beer and you're damn right at the bottom. I was like, fuck yeah, man. I just did that, <laughs> that shit. Was, that was me. That dude. was me. Did you wow. see that? Did you shredding see that there? I'm shredding. shredding it. I was like, I don't even have to ski for the next two days. Like I am very content. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day we just Nailed sat it. at the bottom because the one dude tweaked his knee and I'm like, I'm cool with just sitting down on, on snow beach this afternoon <laughs> and just staring at this mountain and just drinking beer all yeah, day. Yeah, you deserve a break. 100%. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys get a chance to go out there, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, even if you don't ski. Well, now, now that Bob and I have become lifelong friends, I'm right. sure that what, what, his friends would be like, we're going to Vegas. And he's like, Jay's coming along. We're going to Bozeman. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go to Bozeman. <laughs> we're we're going to go just go there. You know, Go to a cattle ranch. We're gonna do some horseback you know, riding. Yeah. There's so much shit you do can some, do. Uh, so trout fishing stuff. up in the you know. On the oh road. man, shoot fishing. some people. You know, <laughs> yeah, no. go over oh, in a white van. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw some axes. You know, get real wild. But watch Yellowstone if you can. Yes. I'm definitely without going a to. doubt. I'm Best sorry. I, I digressed. No, I just, no, no, guys, no. I was so excited when you guys talked about Bozeman. I was like, oh my god. Um. Where are we at? We're at an hour five. We're going to have to wrap it up, guys. Okay. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm having a really good time. No, this um, has been great. Man, this is it's a good show when I have a bunch of stuff prepped and didn't Nothing even touch done. on it. So. I, I know. I didn't touch on mine either. Right. It's, I I, that's a good show. That's I a good didn't show. bring my notes. 
Could I? I'm just going to do a quick thing. We have uh, the State Theater at Habit of Grace I was say, you on, do on 11 13. Um, <laughs> we we have Alon New, the man who knows. He's a, a, a Vegas, uh, Vegas magician mentalist. Um, it's going to be a great show. I'm excited for that. Uh, and then 1114, uh, people, we need you to, to buy. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm just going to give you the sob story. We need you guys to buy tickets because these shows are not cheap and, and they require, uh, participation from the audience. And, you know, if you have, you know, 17 people, it just doesn't go real well. So, uh, if you guys want to see the murder mystery back to the eighties by die laughing productions, with oh, Justin yeah. Schlegel, very funny. Um, yes, hold I, love, me too. I love those. Yeah. They're good fun, but we need to sell a lot of tickets in the next like five to seven the days. The cast it, is amazing. It I'm is. telling you. Schlegel, Schlegel is so the talent he has Schlegel? and Tommy and Eric, they're all incredible. You have it to is. see that show. It is. COVID's kicking our ass. And we just, we need people to come out. I get it. I get the concern. We're saying, I mean, there's no guarantees, but we're taking precautions. You know, people are wearing masks. We have every other row in the theater. We have the tables down front are spaced out six feet. Everybody like, has their own mic. Right. Every person in there has their own mic. Like we're, we're taking the precautions, but again, I can't make, I can't make you do it if you don't feel safe. I'm not going to, you know, ask that, but um yeah that show's on the verge of potentially getting canceled so no, um yeah say I, that. I can't you know is again, that in habit of grace too yeah that's how state, state theater, theater. Okay. um and then we're back there theater. it is it's amazing um and it's just we're 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 in hard times i get it but you know we want to put on good quality shows and if people don't come it's you know it's it's not that we're it's not that we're not gonna make money it's just that it doesn't make for a good show if we don't have audience there like they need to be there to participate so um and then on 12 12 we're, we're back at state theater again we have kevin downey jr is coming down from uh from the uh, new england area and he's a very funny dude and i'm excited to to work with that guy and um like i said we're back at roadie joe's for open mic night on 11 19 and 12 17 and we have a lot of cool stuff in the work for 2021 which is going to be right here at our doorstep in a very uh, we're going to be eating time. turkey and opening up presents yeah before you it's know it, man. it's yep. coming like i'm telling they you fly by man and then all of a sudden it's february and it's like what happened yep my, my wife was like your son's one and i was like huh <laughs> when did that happen? Did we get him anything, dude? He's growing. <laughs> he's growing chest hair already. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Scarlet asked for the car keys. <laughs> so, guys, I Jay, thank you so much for, yeah, for Jay, coming so down. Jay, so good meeting you, Bob. Likewise, man. I enjoyed watching the show and talking to you and everything. Uh, really cool, everything you've accomplished, Bob. Can I again? Thank you so much for coming out oh, and doing this. Sorry, I'm, I've kept you a little longer. I, I know okay. you got stuff to do. No, and and I just got to let everybody know if you come in and you do. Uh, a fill-in rocket like fucking Bob. Oh, He's got please. a big timing comedy shirt on. I love it. Agreed. Stefan doesn't even fucking do it. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he looks fucking fantastic in it. He's all bulgy. I love it. It's great. It's you got great. a you got a great size for me. Thank he makes you. the shirt look. It's he a, makes the shirt look. Bob good. is that an extra medium? It's, a, <laughs> it's an extra medium. We yes. we ordered that one from the Baby Gap. For Eat organic. Him, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so guys thanks again i really appreciate it and uh yeah there's more to come with you guys we got a lot going no, we got good chemistry man, and um, I, i'd love to come back first off I'd, I'd love to come back and see stefan and, and all of you guys again bob yeah me bob, too if, like, we we can duo this casting couch 100%. yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i like i like it when we got chemistry guys so it's definitely there appreciate it shout out to western yep. sun Thank hell yeah you. western yeah, yeah. sun bob. thanks yeah yeah 
That's a wrap. That's it? That's it. There you go. Good night, everybody. Good Good night. night. Good night, Dark Continent. This is a Big Timing Comedy Production. Cheers.